Jimmy James. And thank you all for tuning in again to Truth Says. Today we're going to be doing things a little bit different. I got my co-host with me, Tinkerbell. And we're going to be talking about what it is to be black in America and how we feel about the situation. So I'm going to start off asking Jimmy James. So what are some of the struggles that you've experienced as far as going to the grocery store or trying to go to a government official office? Like how have you struggled in those areas in life? Well, one of the struggles that I have with that situation is um, not coming across as a threat to anyone. I got to always watch my body language. I got to I got to always make sure you know, I got a smile on my face. I got to always make sure I'm not perceived in the wrong manner. Has anyone perceived you in the wrong manner and felt that they had the need to attack you? Of course. Of course. You know, I'm a big black man. I'm close to 300 pounds with a beard. I'm brown skinned. Sometimes I let my beard grow out. So yeah, I've had the cops called on me for no reason. You know, I was just walking in my neighborhood with my cell phone one day and I was up by the front gate and um, at this particular apartment complex that we lived in, I would walk maybe the quarter mile up and a quarter mile back. So I got up by the gate. I had did the round maybe like two or three times. I had been out there for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. And on my way to the gate, I heard the engines. And as a black man, you know what the engines of the police cruisers sound like, you know. So when I turned my back, I heard, I just heard, Vroom. so I already knew. And then in my mind, I'm like, are they coming for me? So they pulled up right behind me and, and I had my cell phone in my hand. And it was like, you know, we got called that you was out here waving a gun around. And I was just out there trying to exercise, you know, trying to lose weight. So another car pulled up and another car pulled up and another car pulled up. So uh, they had me out there, you know, I had my hands in the air. They took everything out of my pockets, had all my stuff on the hood of the police car. Uh, they talked to me for a bit and they ended up just, you know, walking me home because I was upset. I was extremely upset about the situation and I did get a little bit loud and that was dangerous for me, but I was upset about that situation. Uh, I was embarrassed. I was humiliated in my apartment complex where I lived at, where I, you know, I did my exercising at. I played at, I hung out at. So yeah, I've had those kinds of things happen to me as a black man. Have you ever had any other encounters with the police where you thought you this was your last day that you were going to live? As a kid, you know, as a kid, where I'm from, I grew up in a, um, a neighborhood that was impoverished, and of course, they was always riding through, um, trying to see what we was up to, and if it was more than four or five of us standing on any corner at any time, you know, they was gonna stop to see what was going on. 
and it was a few times where we just ran, you know, just just for the heck of it. So yeah, I had I had problems like that. So how do you think having to put on this other face for society so you don't feel like, well, so you don't appear to be threatening, how do you think that's contributed to you, your, like, you as a person? Do you think that's made you a tougher person? Or do you think that, I mean, are you like, how do you feel having these experiences just because of the color of your skin? It made me feel like I got to wear a costume around everywhere I go. You know, it made me feel like being who I am is wrong. It made me feel like, you know, like, like my species of people as a black man is not wanted, is not wanted here. So yeah, I I feel like I gotta be somebody that I'm not. So let me ask you a question. You being half black and half Hispanic, how do you feel, you know, going into um a white community? I'm gonna ask you that first. Into that environment. Since the schools I've been to have been like predominantly white. I really haven't noticed that my schools were predominantly white until high school. Just because like I'm always like with a diverse group of people, like my friend group is very diverse and you know looking into colleges and seeing how important diversity is because of like I didn't really look at oh like they're the white people are the majority and I'm the minority until high school. I just think being half Hispanic and half black, I don't really have any problems. Like when people say, oh, I'm half white and I'm half black and it's kind of hard to like find out where I fit in in those groups because it's either I'm not black enough or I'm not white enough. And so I don't feel that way. I feel like I like fit in any <laughs> anywhere um, because I think it's just because naturally I get along with people. So I don't have like issues that have came about because like within my like conflict identity no I haven't had like um that with my race and my skin okay have you um have you experienced racism not that I know of uh, I don't know if I could have experienced a microaggression but I feel like I would have remembered if I experienced racism mm -hmm. so I don't I don't think I have have you witnessed racism personally Yes, I, I definitely have. Having a black father, seeing him, like simple things, being rejected from, being able to use the bathroom. It's 2021. 20, what do you mean being rejected from using the bathroom? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Of course. So on my mother, she appears to be white, but she's not. She's, she's Hispanic, but she's on the like lighter skin spectrum. And of course, with lighter skin, fairer skin, and in like most parts of the world, you have like more privilege. And so um, my, my father, who's black, he goes to this gas station, we're on a road trip, and he's like, hey, can I use the bathroom? And the, the dude at the counter of the gas station's like, no. And then my dad's like, okay, to my mother, um, try to go to the bathroom. And so the, the guy lets 
and the gas station lets my mother go in the bathroom. And it just kind of, it just shows you that, you know, like, you know, you have privileges when you have lighter skin. And so I feel like that's partially why, like, I don't feel as bad of, like, the effects of, like, what black people would usually experience because I'm not dark. Okay. I am, like, this, like, like tan, but I'm not, like, tan, like, super dark tan. Okay. So witnessing that, how did that make you feel? Well, it's just, like, really sad. And I would um, see how that's, like, embarrassing because it's, like... You know, people just automatically don't accept you because of your skin and they prejudge you. And they like, like how you were saying earlier, you're seen as a threat and you have to be fake so that people can feel comfortable around you. And that has to feel terrible because like, you know, just because someone has darker skin, that doesn't make anyone like different from having emotions. Everyone has emotions and feelings. Right. Of course, unless, you know, you're, like, some type of psychopath or sociopath, but humans have emotions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, personally, you know, um, just last year, I was at the Social Security office, and at the Social Security office uh, where I live at, you know, the majority of the staff is black people. But it was this young white guy that came in, and things didn't quite go the way he expected them to go. And on his way out, he threw the N-word out, you know, to, you know, the people that were sitting there. He passed right in front of me. And instantly, instantly, I felt rage. Like, I felt rage within... And I wanted to jump up and just punch him in the side of his face. Cause, but I didn't do that. I couldn't do that because if he want to say that, if he feel that way, then I understand that that is an ignorance, you know, on his behalf. And for me to respond the way that I really wanted to respond would have been really wrong. Like I would have been the really wrong person. And that, and I feel that way because I feel like that young guy did not create that mindset himself. I feel like this is something that could have, you know, stemmed from his grandfather, his grandmother. And uh, therefore, I could not completely hold that against him, even with a baby. My wife was babysitting the white kid one time. Now, I got white friends. And the baby had to be no more than four, three or four. And it was me and it was one of my black friends. You know, we we pretty dark. We're on the darker skin of the spectrum. And something happened and the baby just called us. I did talk to his parents about it. And I let them know what he said. And they were very apologetic. You know, they, they said that they didn't know where that came from. And I know where it came from because I know the part of Georgia that he, that he originally came from. So, yeah, we, we've experienced it even from babies. So how, how would you explain that? Like, why would a baby have that kind of feeling towards another race? Not even knowing that this man is black and I'm white. How would he? So in one of these classes I t I've taken... 
because I'm a student. We had this assignment where we just had a discussion about this TED talk called The Danger of a Single Story. And so how you were thinking at first, initially, you wanted to punch that white guy. Mm-hmm. And because you're seeing him and seeing him as this racist white dude. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, but he doesn't know better. He that's how he was raised. And so with the white guy, he's just following this single story of having hate towards black people because he doesn't like the people in the KKK. This is what I said in the discussion. People in the KKK, they hate Jews, Jewish people, black people, all types of people because they don't really know black uh, and any other types of people for real because they haven't gone out of their race to try to get to know them. They don't like certain groups of people because they didn't actually get to meet them and they're just following what, you know, the leaders of the clan are saying. Mm. So you think it, do you think it possibly could be more than just a skin color because if they don't like, you know, Asian people or Jewish people or whoever, you know, don't adapt, don't adapt the same mindset as them, would it really be about skin color then? Well, in that case, I don't think so. But I think it's just like, it's more so not knowing how other people are and why they wait, why they are the way they are, why they have their tra- traditions and their culture. And when you don't try to see the other side of the story, that's the danger of a single story because you have tension, you have hate, which actually is fear um, that's created from not knowing how other people live and just automatically prejudging them because of the ideals that you're you're grown up with and so seeing that a three or four year old saying the n-word and maybe he didn't know that was like a hateful word but it is and he had to have heard that from somebody and the fact that you know adults are still saying the n-word it's kind of like it's really it's really sad and it's even teenagers like this dude went on omegle and he was like telling these white people like stupid insults they were so stupid like your head is big (laughs) and they would be like oh i'm part of the kkk i'm pull up or they'll just be like well you're an n-word with the hard r you know and it's like they were able to say that so easily and that's Mm -hmm. like really sad you said a hard r yeah okay that's what our our generation gen z calls the n-word okay so uh are you allowed to use that word because i use it like when when i'm with my friends and my family you know listening to music i use it but with an a I, i use it are you allowed to use it and how do you feel about it so I am allowed to use it. I'm half black. Okay. And according to some websites, if you are black and you're reclaiming that word for, you know, as the the A, the N A one version, it's it's okay. I think if black people are okay with other people saying the N word, it's up to the black community, I think, because I feel like it's a black community's word. Okay. I feel like me personally, if you don't look like me, if your skin is not like mine, and if your hair is not like mine, then I feel like 
You should not be allowed to use that word, but it's only like that in certain parts of the world. Now, have you ever had white friends that use the N-word with the hard R? No. Like, my white friends, they are, like, very much like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to say the N-word at all. Like, they're just, like, not, like, they're strict on that. Okay. What if you did hear them say it? What would you do? How would you respond? I, with the hard R, I felt like it would oh, just... Oh, even with an A? I wouldn't care. You wouldn't care? I, w I literally would not care because I'm like, they're not saying it from a hateful place. So when is it appropriate for a white person to use the N-word with a hard R? Never. It's never... I don't think anyone should use that word. Like, not even black people because that just is such a hateful world, word that has, like, terrible roots with it. But, of course, the modern version, the change version with the A is very much better and modified from the original word, which comes with a lot of hate mm -hmm. from slave times. Okay. And we're, of course, we're in stolen slave times, but of course, that's another topic for another time. Okay. Well, being a black person, I've been calling it with the hard R. I've been calling it with the A. Uh, it's definitely, they definitely come with different feelings because I know that when you say it with the hard R, is it you're saying that because you don't like how I look, right? But if you say it with the with the hard A, that means that you accept me and I'm one of you, like I'm one of you, and we both say it to each other. So I think that it'll be crazy like if, if we as you know black people went around calling white people the N-word with the hard R, how would you feel about that if we if we decided to go that route? Do you think that would just be a mockery or do you think that would be a joke? Yeah, for sure. Okay. But this was, this was a great conversation. Make sure you listen to this podcast episode on all your preferred platforms for podcasts, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, and... Well, thank you, Tinkerbell. Uh, this was a great conversation. And uh, hopefully... It'll resonate with some people, you know, and hit the hearts of some people and do what they need to do. So, again, thank you for this interview, a conversation, and we out.